figure if I'm going to wind up down here anyway, I may as well start here. <laughs> Today's scripture comes from Romans 12, verses 9 through 13, and it reads, Let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with mutual affection, outdo one another in showing honor, do not lag in zeal, be ardent in spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering, persevere in prayer, contribute to the needs of saints, extend hospitality to strangers. The word of God for the people of God. Most gracious God, Lord, I pray that you would hear our very hearts today, Lord, that you would give us what we stand in need of. Lord, help us to, to hear your word, to internalize it, and to go forth in your power. In Jesus' name, and all of God's people said, amen. Today we begin a, a, a sermon series about the fruits of the Spirit. And I know that as we begin this sermon series, it would be incredibly appropriate to go to Galatians and look at, I believe it's chapter 5, and, and see all of the various fruits. I also know that it would be good to start with love, being that love would be the first fruit. But um, in hearing last week's sermon, I think somebody already preached a little bit on that. And so we find ourselves looking at um, the, the second fruit of the Spirit, which is joy. Now, I've preached before on joy, and I've told you that when I was younger, my, my childhood Sunday school teacher, Brother Crawford, Brother George Crawford, I knew him as Bubba, he taught me to ride my bike for the first time. He, he, he taught me about gardening, even though I don't do it well as my wife peeks around the computer, he, he taught me about a lot of different things that uh, otherwise I would not have known. Uh, because Bubba was not only my, uh, my, my, the deacon at the church and my Sunday school teacher, I should have said Deacon Crawford was not only the deacon at the church and the Sunday school teacher, but he was my neighbor. And so I, I got to see him outside uh, of the church when he had on overalls instead of a, a suit with a starch shirt and a tie. I, I got to see how he treated his family. I got to see how he treated his neighbors. I got to see the compassion that was in his heart. And so when I went to sit in his class, I, I really began to try to internalize what he said because he was already superhuman to me. He was impressive to me. And he taught this lesson every year on joy. And he said, if you really want joy, you must love Jesus with all of your heart. You must love others. And then you also must love yourself. Now, in my young mind, that made a whole lot of sense. It, it, it makes sense that I need to love the Lord my God with all of my heart and mind and all of my soul and all of my being. And it makes sense that uh, I should love my neighbor as myself because that's what the scripture says. But, but in, in trying to juggle the three, sometimes I got lost. Sometimes in trying to juggle the three, I made it more complicated than it needed to be. And as my older self sits down and begins to look at what Brother Crawford was really trying to tell me, it wasn't three things that I need to accomplish at all. It was just one. The scripture tells us 
to love the Lord thy God with all of our hearts and all of our minds and all of our souls and all of our beings and love our neighbor as ourselves. The scripture tells us that God is love. It goes on to describe love as it describes God as patient and long-suffering. It tells us that nothing can get, that nothing that we can do, no height nor depth, nor, nor principalities, no thing can separate us from the love of God. It, it talks to us about how love is unconditional. Love is, is strong and it stands and it endures forever. It tells me that, that Jesus loves me so much that he gave his his life on a cross that I might have life. It tells me that God loves us so much that he gave his only begotten son. It tells me that, that, that we are not alone for they have sent a comforter. So in, in all things, it is telling me that in order to really love Jesus and really love others and really love myself, it, there is a commonality and that is simply to love. The beginning of the scripture talks about um, how we should not be conformed to this world, but be transformed in our minds. It, it talks to us uh, about how we should uh, make our bodies living sacrifices to God. If you go to the beginning of the chapter, and then it gets down to the marks of a true Christian, as my Bible would indicate. And it says, let your love be genuine, hate with its evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with mutual affection, outdo one another in showing honor, do not lag in zeal. Uh, rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering, preserve in prayer, persevere in prayer. Actually, both of those work. Contribute to the needs of saints and extend hospitality to strangers. You see, what I gather from that is God is calling us to live a life that mirrors the life of Jesus. He is calling us to live a life that, that goes beyond what we feel like and looks into the purpose of God in our lives. He, he is calling us to live a life that, that is not conformed to what the world says uh, we should be, but transformed in, into this wonderful, beautiful life that only God can create. It is a life that people may not understand. It's a life that, that says to love your enemies. It is a life that says that uh, if they, they persecute Persecute you that you must still serve and serve well. It is a life that says that love should be in everything that you do. And I am telling you this, that God's love, God's grace is sufficient. It's not just sufficient in the time of need to know that something is coming. It's not just sufficient in the time of storm to know that even though I see the waves, they don't have to overtake me. It's not just sufficient in those times when we don't understand and we lean on God for understanding, but it is sufficient in all things, in all areas, in all of our life. Because God's love is more than sufficient. If we love God with all of our hearts and all of our minds and all of our souls, then we have no choice but to love one another. They, the scripture says that, that they will know us by our love, by how we love ye one another. And so if we are truly loving God with all of our hearts and all of our minds and all of our souls, then all of these things that are described in today's scripture have to be a part of our lives because it also forces us to love God's people. And as we begin to love God's people... We also must lean into the scripture that says, <laughs> love your neighbor as yourself. So if we are 
to pour out God's love and grace on others as he has given us an abundance so much that we cannot contain ourselves, then we must also understand that we can't pour from an empty cup. And so if you hate you, it's hard to love me. If you, if you hate me, it's hard to love you. And if you hate me and you, then it's really hard to love God. You see, joy is found in the, the very root of this thing called love. And as I begin to look and see that loving Jesus, loving our, uh, others, and loving yourself is, is so ingrained in one another that it's actually one and the same, I also find that the fruits of the Spirit also begin to do this. It fits, but it doesn't fit. Uh, 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 Phil, will you put that slide up for me? I walked into a, a hospital uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I, I saw this particular setup on top of a bookshelf with bills and supplies underneath it. Lord help, choose happiness. And, and, and it struck me so very tough because on the other side of being grateful and thankful, you can choose to be happy. That makes sense? So if you are grateful and you are thankful, you can choose to be happy. But there are times when happy just isn't enough. I'm by myself on that, but that's okay. We'll keep going. That there are times when, when happy begins to flee from you because even though you want to be grateful and even though you want to be thankful, there are some things that, that kind of affect your, 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 your ability to choose to be happy. My grandmother, uh, her birthday would have been Friday, and, and I love her greatly, and I'm not going to say we agreed on everything. And some of the things that I didn't agree with then, <laughs> I agree with now. Because older eyes begin to show you things in, in a more wise place instead of a place out of feelings. Long story, we're not going down that road. But what she used to tell me about happy is, boy, it's good to be happy. But the world can give you happy. Which means the world can take happy away. But there's a joy that only God can give that supersedes happy. And if you can grab a hold of that joy, you can be wherever you want to be in, in whatever uh, uh, state that you are in. You can still hold on to joy because the world can't give it and the world can't take it away. And so what I give you is this. Between grateful and thankful is happy, but on the other side of love, you will find joy. Because love is not a choice for you. A lo love is not a choice for me, because if we are who we say we are, and if we believe in who we say we believe in, then love is who we are. And if we can hold on to love, then no matter what somebody might say, no matter what somebody might do, no matter what circumstances may present itself, we, we aren't going to let go of the fact that love still rules and guides our life. It still directs our path. It, it still is who we are. And in standing in love, in the midst of what the world may throw at you, there is something that cannot be taken away, and that is our joy. Because I refuse to let a bill take my love away. I refuse to let a circumstance take my love away. I refuse to, to, to allow what you say to me take my love away. Because love is who I am. 
And if I can love you in spite of you, just as Jesus loves me in spite of me, if I can love in spite of the circumstance, just like Jesus is bigger than the circumstance, then there is no reason I can't walk in a joy that others don't understand, a joy that just doesn't make sense, a joy that allows me to be in the midst of the storm and still clap my hands, a joy that is in the midst of persecution but still allows me to raise my voice in praise, a joy that, that looks at where I stand and says none of that matters because God is still God. And as long as God is God, I will still walk the way God has ordained me to walk. I said I wasn't talking about love today. I guess I did anyway. But we can't skip steps. You can't skip to what feels good and forget to grab the thing that holds your foundation in place. You can't skip to what looks good and forget to, 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 to formulate the thing that you will need to stand on when things don't look good. And so what I'm asking for you today, what I am praying that you will consider on this day is simply this. As you endeavor to look for joy, as you endeavor to seek past happiness and find that place that only God can provide, as, as, as you endeavor to live a life that worships God with all of your heart and all of your mind and all of your being and, 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 and loves others in spite of what they might have to say or what circumstances they may find themselves in, and love yourself because God is still calling you to do that, I pray that you would let love be genuine that you will hate what is evil, that you will hold fast to what is good, that you would love one another with mutual affection, that you would outdo one another in showing honor, that you will not lag in zeal, that you will be ardent in spirit, that you would serve the Lord, that you would rejoice in hope, that you would be patient in suffering, that you would persevere in prayer, that you would be, uh, that you contribute to the needs of the saints, extend hospitality to strangers, have genuine and sincere love for your fellow man, be forgiving as you walk through this life, knowing that forgiveness is of God, that you would show love in every word that you say, in every action that you give, in every place that you are, because that is what God is calling us to do. Love God. I'll stick to my acronym. Love Jesus. Love others. Love yourself. In short, joy will always be found on the other side of love. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.